Hey, entrepreneurs, it's Steph here. Do you want to experience what it's like to be part of our Entrepreneurial League community of founders? Now is your chance. New member open enrollment begins on June 10th, and so does our Experience Week. I really want you to have the opportunity to experience what it's like to be part of the most supportive community that will be here to support you at all stages of your business journey during our Experience Week. This will be a five-day virtual event series, and it starts on Monday, June 10th through Friday, June 14th. You're going to get access to live networking and learning events, business growth strategies, as well as office hours with Kim Perel, who is a CEO and serial entrepreneurista, as well as a prominent angel investor. You will also get access to a session on how to win grants with Kat Weaver and Katie Dunn, founders of Power to Pitch. Plus, our mentor, Carrie Kirpin, will be teaching a session all about how to build a profitable business that can sell for more money. And of course, I'll be hosting two info and networking sessions where you can really get an inside look at all of the exclusive benefits and resources that are offered only inside of our Entrepreneurs League community. Plus, you'll have the chance to meet and build relationships with current members. You can register today for Experience Week over at entrepreneurs.com forward slash experience week. That's entrepreneurs.com forward slash experience week to join us for a week of free virtual events. I cannot wait to meet you and be part of your business journey. My brother was our leader. He was in the position to really make the call. And so when I felt like he wasn't listening to me, poof. So I would call my dad crying and my dad would say, what makes metal steel, baby? Extreme heat. And, you know, whenever, like, your parents, it's like at the time, it's like, okay. But, like, it's true because I've become that steel, baby. When she baked cupcakes after losing her advertising job, it didn't just generate an idea for a business. It illustrated Melissa's values of being your best self, telling yourself how strong and capable you are, and loving what you do. Coming up, you'll hear about the challenges and joys of building a business with your sibling and how you keep momentum when they move on to another opportunity. The importance of having a true leader why you don't send messages when you're emotional, how word of mouth and gifting have been key to the growth of Baked by Melissa, why giving cupcakes might be a great sales strategy, Melissa's toughest year and special moments, how Baked by Melissa went rent-free in a prime location for five years, Melissa shares her superpower and the goal of 100 million cupcakes. This is the Entreprenista Podcast, presented by Socialfly. It's the best business meeting you'll ever have with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done. And what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram. With no filters, no limits, and plenty of surprises. Melissa, thank you so much for being here with us today. Courtney and I have known about you and your cupcakes for years. So we're so excited to sit down with you and really hear how you started this business. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So you founded Big by Melissa in 2008. And this was at a time when you were you were fired from your previous job, correct? Correct. And then you somehow decided to start your business. How did that happen? I was fired from my job because I wasn't passionate about the work I was doing. And it showed I don't think I was cut out for like advertising, corporate, like assistant media plan. Like I used to tell my 
boss, like, why are you correcting my email? Why don't you just send the email? Like, I didn't understand. And so when I was fired, I went to my cubicle to pack up my personal belongings, picked up my phone, called my big brother, my best friend. And I said I was fired. And without hesitation, he said, don't worry, it's the best thing that ever happened to you. Come to my office, the great big brother that he is. And so I got in a taxi, went from 15th and 8th to 38th and 8th. He had just moved into his very first office in Manhattan. He's the definition of an entrepreneur. And so we were sitting around, me, him, and his business partner at the time, who is our childhood friend as well. And he said, I got it. Go home, bake your cupcakes. We'll start a business together. At the time, I was baking my tie-dye cupcakes for everyone and anyone for two years leading up to the day I was fired because it made me happy because I love to create things and give them to people. So over those two years that I was baking these tie-dye cupcakes, not only had I become known for them, but my product had evolved and almost been perfected. And so I went home from his office and baked four batches of cupcakes. Of course, my tie-dye, peanut butter cup, cookie dough, and s'mores. So I did what made me happy instead of feeling sorry for myself. And that night I had like 250 cupcakes. So were you always making small cupcakes? I was not. They were big. So when did you decide to? So the next day, so my best friend's little sister, Carly, was staying with me for the summer. She was interning at Allison Broad PR. Allison was like a celebrity to me, like a female who started her own business. She was like on episodes of reality. Like, you know who she is. Yes. So I said, Carly, why don't you bring these cupcakes into work with you? If nothing else, you'll make some friends because all girls love cupcakes, which I stand by today, 11 years later. And I'm very goal oriented. So I don't always share my goals because like I don't want to like not achieve them. But my goal at that moment was for Allison to see my cupcakes. How cool would that be? So sure enough, she did. And she loved them. And she wanted to put me in touch with her caterer. So the day after I was fired from my job, I got a call from Allison's caterer asking me to come in for a tasting. I had no idea what that meant, but it sounded freaking awesome. <laughs> what did that mean? Well, so I went – so I, I don't know. It meant I had an opportunity to, like, get in front of, like, a high-profile caterer. So I ran back to my brother's office, and it was, like, I think July 1st or something, like, hot, sweating, whatever. It's like, holy shit, I just got a tasting with Allison Broad's caterer. I saw that as a huge opportunity. I said, let's go in there like we have a business already and he could be a part of it. And they said, okay, cool. What do we need? A name and a logo. I really wanted the company to be called Baked, a natural extension of myself at the time. And my brother insisted that it have a personal tie. He kept saying, like, you wouldn't know who Allison Broad is if her name wasn't in her company name. And totally true. We settled on Baked by Melissa. Couldn't be more perfect. And Matt, his business partner, our childhood friend, he's a creative genius. And he is one of my co-founders as well. And he turns around his monitor. He says, what do you think of this for the logo? Literally in five minutes. And it's the same logo we have today. I think I cried when I saw it because if I was a logo, that's what I would be. <laughs> Did you know anything about being an entrepreneur back in 2008 when you first had this idea and started everything? I did. I come from an entrepreneurial family. My brother, like I said, is a very entrepreneurial spirit. I like always looked up to him and we worked on so many things. Like I would help him as his little sister. Mm -hmm. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. My great uncle was an entrepreneur. And so growing up, we ate dinner as a family every night. And 
every night the conversation would revolve around golf or business, which drove me crazy at the time. But then when I got to college, I realized that I am very interested in business because I found myself talking about business with like my guy friends who were like, you know, entrepreneurship majors. I guess it just like seeped into me. What were the types of businesses that they had? So my grandfather started a few. (laughs) He's the company that my father runs today is a foam. He like manufactures foam products. But I mean, my grandfather was always coming to my house with like these like mulch pads. He would like throw down mulch pads on it. Like like crazy. (laughs) Like he's the best. Um, was the best. And and my brother, too, like in college, he created a company called Memory Foam Factory. And it was actually memoryfoamfactory.com. And it was just these mattress toppers made out of memory foam for your dorm room bed. And so I helped him with, you know, anything he needed help with. Uh, we did True University, which was basically like Facebook before Facebook, like all of these different uh, than they had in your color, which when you could upload a picture and pick like what part of it is color and what part of it is black and white or just get it printed and stretch on canvas at a very low cost. So and those are just the, the businesses that I could think of off the top of my head. So and it was fun. Like that's what we would always talk about. Um, family vacations, we would lay on the beach and talk about like his business ideas and how we could actually implement them. So you were born to do this. This was always going to happen. It was just a matter of when. And it seemed like that aha moment when you got fired from your job led you to jump forward and start it sooner rather than later. Yeah. I mean, in hindsight, it sounds like I was born to do this, but I didn't know that at the time, mm-hmm. of course. So when you went into the tasting, what did you – do you remember that day? Of what course. you went in with? Like, yeah, I'm there right now. And then is that when you, I guess, downsized the cupcakes? So for the tasting, I used to live across the street from Clover Deli on 34th and 2nd, and I used to buy two cupcakes there every night on my way home from work chocolate-based and vanilla-based because I could never decide what flavor I wanted and then eat both. And they knew me by name because I was there every day, which is a real cool like New York moment (laughs) thing when the guys at the deli know you by name. So (laughs) I went into Clover Deli and I was like, hey, they were like, what can we get for you today, Melissa? I'm like, just some flat pastry boxes. Like, can I have some? And they were like, of course, anything you need. So I took some of their like white bakery boxes and glued the Bake by Melissa logo that we, like, printed out on the computer to the box so it looked totally legit. And I decided for the tasting to make them mini, not yet bite size, and without paper. Obviously, I think, like, when you're creating a business, you need your angle and what sets you apart from everyone else. Didn't have that yet, but was trying with those little steps. And the look of the cupcakes were very much the way they look today. And so when I went to the tasting at the caterer, which was at his apartment... Matt, my brother's business partner at the time, our childhood friend, came with me and um, Ben took a bite of each one. He said, these are incredible. From a catering perspective, people like lose their shit over just a bite if like they think they're so cute. Like if you could figure that out, oh, my God. So I saw that as an opportunity to do what I love and would stop at nothing to achieve that goal. I left his apartment and went straight like asking strangers on the street. Like, he lived in Soho, and so I just started walking in Soho, like, hey, do you know where a baking supply store is? Hey, do you know? And there are a ton, which I didn't know at the time. I went to a few locations. I found a very temporary solution to make the cupcakes just a bite. Did that, brought them to him. He was like, yes, amazing. I have an event on Spring Street in two weeks. Please make me 250 cupcakes and wear all black. And I was like, okay, okay. 
And I did. How did you – what did you charge? So – That was my question too. I'm like, how'd you For do that? that first event, Brian and Mac created the website, bakedbymelissa.com. We had e-commerce before we had our first event. We shot everything on my IKEA coffee table using a Canon point-and-shoot camera and when you went to bakedbymelissa.com, you would see this rotating slideshow of jewel-worthy photography. And then using PayPal, you could order 100 cupcakes to be baked by me from my apartment and delivered using the subway anywhere in Manhattan. It was $70 for 100 cupcakes plus a $15 delivery fee. And we also made business cards that had our new logo, our new website, my name, my home address, and my cell phone number. My parents were like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, And so for that first event, put the business cards out in front of these beautiful cupcakes displayed in an acrylic jewelry box. It was an Allison Broad event, obviously, for Javianas, one of their clients. And it was like an editor event. So it's like all of these people who like are into these like types of new things. And I'm standing behind the cupcakes. And I remember like Allison and Jody like coming over or whatever, but – People were freaking out over them. They would try a cupcake, lose their shit, and then take a business card. And and that's how I started getting business from the very beginning, doing events with the caterer. He had a ton of crazy A-list clients and then cold calling catering companies that did not have in-house pastry chefs. And I would say, hey, this is Melissa from Baked by Melissa. I'd like to bring you a free tasting of my cupcakes. At what point did you move the operation outside of your apartment? Seven months later. So one day I went on a tasting to Cafe Barry. Ben, the caterer, sent me there. He said, go inside, ask for Danny. Cafe Barry was a cafe on Spring Street and Broadway in Soho, the most highly foot traffic corner I've ever seen. Walked inside, asked for Danny. He took a bite of my tie-dye cupcake. He said, oh, my God, I love you. I'm storing you in my phone as cupcake. I'll be in touch. He called me a few (laughs) weeks later. He had a proposition for me. He said, I'd like for you to move into my kitchen space here at Cafe Barry. In return, sell me your cupcakes at cost, and I'd like to sell them in the holiday market in Union Square. I usually have a booth that sells hot cocoa, and soup. It does okay, but I think your cupcakes could be amazing, and I'll brand the booth baked by Melissa. We'll see what happens. So we did that, and it was wildly successful. I think that experience really showed us that we had an incredible product, not that we didn't already know, and we sold out every day and wound up actually opening in um, the Bryant Park and Columbus Circle Holiday Markets. So when that six-week period of time ended, we knew we had this incredible opportunity, and that's when we decided to open our very first store location, which was a pickup window attached to Cafe Barry that they just randomly had this pickup window that they didn't use. (laughs) And so instead of paying rent, we gave Danny, the owner of Cafe Barry, a small piece of equity in the company. And so we had this like prime freaking real estate in Soho for five years rent-free until they demolished the building and made it into Nike Town. And at the time, he knew that they were trying to sell the business. So he was like, maybe I'll have it for a month or two, five years. That's just part of the magic of Big by Melissa. I also met my husband the day we opened that location. He was bartending at the cafe and looked at me and said, oh, you're going to be my wife. Oh, wow. And now I want to hear more about yeah. that. <laughs> and now he works with me, and we're the product development team at Big by Melissa. It's, it's very magical. Uh, like It seemed like all the stars just aligned. Did anything go wrong in those first few years or months? Yes, obviously. Things went wrong all the time. I think my attitude towards life and challenges are a big part of the success of Big by Melissa, and that's part of the culture of the company today. I mean, as simple as when I got fired, I went home and I did something that made me happy. I baked cupcakes. Like, if your 
older sibling told you to go home and bake cupcakes when you got fired or do whatever you love, would you do it or would you go feel sorry for yourself? I was also working with my co-founders, so the caterer, my older brother, his best friend, and the owner of Cafe Barry, five people, one female, all older than me. Relationships are challenging. How old were you at the time? 24. Mm. I think relationships – I can't speak today, but relationships <laughs> are challenging in general. Mm-hmm. And I think managing relationships is the single most challenging part of business, whether it's with co-founders or employees or family you work with. I definitely think I learned the most from those experiences for good and for bad. Like the fact that I got to build a company with my older brother is incredible. I wouldn't have trusted anyone to lead the company like I trust my big brother. We got to share in the most incredible, magical moments of life together. And sometimes we wanted to kill each other. What have you done in those moments? Because working with family is obviously incredible, but it's also tough when you have to have harder, fierce conversations. Yes, totally. So- I've heard of other family businesses, as they say, oh, we call our mom. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that you say that. So it's been 11 years. And I would say like the first four years were the most challenging mm-hmm. um, just because, you know, you learn. Yeah. So I used to call my dad hysterically crying. <laughs> I used to really feel like it was the end of the world. I used to I once once I threw my iPhone so hard against the wall of my studio apartment that it just like exploded. <laughs> um but and then I had to get a new phone the next day. So then you couldn't call your dad then. <laughs> well, so my no, yeah, because it was my brother on the other end. But so and it wasn't it wasn't anything like crazy. It's like when you have so much like if you're a parent, you probably feel the same type of thing. Like you love something so much so you're so passionate about it. And so therefore when you feel something should be a certain way, that's all you see. And when you have a sibling, you know, that you it, Baked by Melissa is our baby, you know? So it was that type of like passionate, like disagreeing. And he was our CEO and what like I would say the biggest piece of advice I have for anyone in that position is that you have to have a leader. Mm -hmm. And so Brian, my brother, was our leader. He was in the position to really make the call. And so when I felt like he wasn't listening to me, poof. So I would call my dad crying. And my dad would say, what makes metal steel, baby? Extreme heat. And, uh, you know, whenever, like, your parents, it's like at the time, it's like, okay. But, like, (laughs) it's true because I've become that steel, baby. And after enough times calling my dad and crying, like you wake up the next day, the sun is shining, you you learn not to like send any emails or text messages while you're feeling that state of crazy emotion. And uh, you are better for it. And so after doing that, like over and over again, for three years or more, you realize that it's those moments that teach you and make you really strong. And so I would not be the person I am today without those crazy challenging moments that I do believe like, oh, my God, it would have been so much easier to be like, can you give us like, yeah. can you give us an example of what you would disagree about? Was oh, it sure. you know, like, colors of a cupcake or it, who to hire? Like sibling rivalry. <laughs> so like one time, like silly things like um, um, it could be like a mini of the month, like. He like I am the product. I've always been the product. That's like I've literally created every single flavor we've ever had. One time this is like one time I was away with my husband. My husband's from Israel visiting his parents when we were like dating and like 
they decided to change the topping on the mini of the month. Like, why? Like, I was like, okay, but it's going to bleed. I don't, I think they did. They changed it. It was fine. But like, it was more just like principle. You're stepping on your yeah, yes, sure. Like, and I think anyone would feel like I can't. I don't remember what we were like when you threw the phone. Yeah, when I threw the phone, (laughs) but it was nothing like you know, or like where we should sign a lease, or like how to manage a conversation, or should this person be the director of HR, or should this person be in this position, like. And maybe if it fell under my area of the business, I felt very passionately about it, but but he had rank. And these are all very normal things. I would say, like, I think we would both say we're, like, better and stronger for it. And our relationship now is, like, much, you know, we would never, that would never happen because we learned and Is he still the CEO of the company? No, he's the CEO of a, an incredible company now called By Humankind. It's a I could never think of the category like it's mouthwash, deodorant, shampoo, personal care, personal care. Thank you so much. That eliminates all single use plastics. It's incredible. The deodorant is the only natural deodorant I can wear that actually works. He like reinvented mouthwash. They're little tablets and you like drop it in water. So instead of having this big plastic container of liquid, it's just like this little container of little colorful tablets drop it in an inch of water it's mouthwash like alka-seltzer the shampoo is like the it smells so good and so he's doing that and other things too he was our ceo for eight incredible years we hired a new ceo three and a half years ago named seth the thought of replacing my brother was scary i never could have imagined it like you know i was doing it i was all in i knew it was necessary and we both treaded lightly as we got to know each other. And he's just my favorite. Like, he's the best human. So I got very lucky. Coming up, why Melissa wouldn't be where she is today without tough moments. Hi, entrepreneurs! You know I am always here to provide you with as much value as possible. So I wanted to be sure that you have access to the Entrepreneista Agenda our weekly newsletter where we share the latest business news, success stories, grant opportunities, as well as all of our favorite resources and special offers for founders just like you. You can sign up to join our weekly newsletter and join over 50,000 other entrepreneurs over at entrepreneurs.com forward slash newsletter. That's entrepreneurs.com slash newsletter to subscribe to the Entrepreneurs Agenda. So these beautiful cupcakes have been sitting here this whole time. Can you talk to us about what these new flavors are for Thanksgiving? And I'm going to test them out because unfortunately, Steffi can't try. I'm going to test them out with you. And I sure (laughs) can. So Thanksgiving historically has been like a very challenging time for me to create flavors for. This year, I killed it. So I imagined what my ultimate dessert table at Thanksgiving would look like and created the perfect bite of each one of those desserts for you. We have cornbread as a cupcake. The the base is made of cornbread with a streusel. We have pumpkin pie topped with a marshmallow. We have caramel apple pie. Mm. I don't like apple pie, but I love this cupcake. We have chocolate raspberry. I believe fruit has no place in dessert, but this cupcake is bomb.com. And then we have 
Oh uh, peanut butter fudge brownie, which is just my I just jam. had the cornbread one, and it was incredible. Now I'm going for the, what is this? The caramel apple pie, cornbread crumble, pumpkin pie. Red oh velvet, God. because velvet. who doesn't want red velvet? But really, like, Peanut okay, I'm bringing brownie. these to Thanksgiving. You have to. This, the, Wait, try this the chocolate one? raspberry. Chocolate raspberry. Here we go. You wait till Courtney's mom tries these on Thanksgiving. She's going to be posting about these everywhere on social They're media. so good. <laughs> so usually for Thanksgiving, you don't have this assortment. This is brand new for this year. So we have a mini of the month that changes every month. We have a seasonal assortment that changes every season. Three flavors. And then for holidays, I create new flavors. So for Thanksgiving, I created um, the caramel apple pie, the pumpkin pie, the chocolate raspberry. One of them is probably the mini of the month. I always forget. But they're so good. And, like, I couldn't be more proud of this assortment. This is all you need to bring to Thanksgiving dinner. And I wouldn't say that unless I stood, like, I wouldn't have said that last year. But this year, like... If you need to make people happy or you need to bring something, tell them you're bringing dessert. Go to bakedbymelissa.com, order the Thanksgiving assortment, and you will be so freaking happy and you'll be the star of your Thanksgiving dinner. I 100% agree with you. They're so, so good. I, I'm I ordering just, like, these inhaled today. like five of them and I've had like hundreds. Well, I'm definitely going to bring these to Thanksgiving dinner too. What's mm-hmm. the process? How do you figure out what you're going to do? How so long funny. does it take you to figure out how to perfect like each little bite? So my creative process is that I open uh, an email draft in my email a few weeks before I need to have my spec sheets in. And so I just like just add to it throughout the day, every day. And it's really like a stream of conscious list. And then I bring my vice president into the office, who is my third hire. She's been working with me for 10 years. We've grown up together. I want to talk more about that. Um, <laughs> And she just thinks it's so funny. Like, she always says she wants to, like, frame all of these. And so I run through all of the flavors with her. And together we we assort, we assort create the assortment. So, like, we'll slot it. Like, okay, so um, usually I already know what's for holiday, what should be a mini of the month, like, what's more evergreen feeling. But then we'll, like, together we'll make the assortments and we'll make sure there are enough, like, flavor differences and then we send spec sheets to my husband and he creates them and he'll usually be like, yeah, that sounds good, but I'm going to make you a better version too. We're very competitive and it only helps us create the most incredible product. What is it like working with your spouse? It's awesome. So it wasn't always. <laughs> I met him um, as a 24-year-old timid girl who c- could not imagine people stopping at this hole in the wa- wall and buying cupcakes They've never heard of before, but oh, they did. And when he said that I was going to be his wife, I was like, that's a douchey thing to say. Like, whatever. How old was he? He's three. He's my brother. He's oh, actually okay. three years older than me. But the way that he looked at me was just like nobody ever looked at me like that before. Oh. Um, and so I wound up. It was the end of the recession. He was in real estate while he was bartending, and, like, I needed help. I was a 24-year-old with no retail experience running the bake, like, doing all the deliveries and pickups and and the store. So one weekend, we were really busy, and I said, can you help me with deliveries? Started doing deliveries. Would come back and, like, make little operational suggestions. And then, so he did deliveries for a while, and then one day he goes, let me try icing a cupcake. And, like, 
some people know. You can either ice cupcakes or you can't. It's like a rhythm in the wrist. I don't know how else to explain it. He could ice cupcakes. So the two of us like iced every single cupcake we made for like the next two years. And we fell in love over icing cupcakes. We would literally like there were these like metal desks in the basement of Cafe Barry where we would like ice trays. And, like, we would just ice and ice and ice all day. And, like, if I was taking a break, I would go sit next to him and watch him ice cupcakes, which is the most therapeutic thing ever. And that was really just, like, a special time. The first Valentine's Day we were together, he's, like, it's, like, our busiest day of the year. And so it's, like, 9 p.m. I'm, like, you didn't do anything for me for Valentine's Day. He's, like, I just made you thousands of teeny tiny cupcakes <laughs> with these teeny tiny hearts on them. Um <laughs> And then when we moved into – so when we opened our second retail location in January 2010, we moved our baking into 10,000 square feet in North Bergen, New Jersey. And that was a very challenging thing for me just like in a good way, like crazy like learning experience, like train a new team to create this product that's my baby that I was very in control of before. Like I had a small team of people, but now we needed to be able to provide for two locations. And so – we did that together. And that was like very challenging that like I'm doing this with my boyfriend. Like if you get into a disagreement at home, it comes with you to work. And the two of us worked out of under the same roof for like a three years where our relationship continued to prosper. Obviously, we fell deeper in love. We got married, all this stuff. But sometimes I wanted to kill him. And he wanted to kill me. Like, if we were in a fight, it would only be worse trying to, like, work together. How did you get through that or resolve issues? I've le- I learned that, like, all you can do is control your response to the things that happen to you. And you could try, like, responding differently every time. And that's been, like, huge for me. I don't try and control other people. I there, But I can use it as an opportunity to learn and grow and, like, alter my response. I think that is, like what I am most proud of, like the single thing I'm most proud of, of like my own growth, I'm in such control. And don't get me wrong, there are times when I'll still like not be in control and like yell at my husband for like giving Scotty M&Ms right before dinner or something. But like, (laughs) yeah, super crazy like growth, like personal growth experience. Like that was kind of what I resorted back to like when I felt like I lost complete control I could really only control myself and the way that I respond to the things that happened to me. How did you learn that? I grew tremendously. You know what they say, the definition of doing the same thing over and over again is insanity. So I was either going to go insane or grow. And you mentioned you have an employee who's been with you really since the beginning. Can you share more about how you've, you know, cultivated these long relationships with employees? Like what is, what's the secret to keeping employees for a long period of time now? Because you don't necessarily see that as much anymore. I guess there are like things that we do for sure. Um, Sam is also incredibly like, when I read her resume, she was applying to work in our retail location and she was overqualified for the job. So I was like, yeah, of course you're hired. And she is just very smart and capable and did many things. So she worked in the store for a few years and like, you know, like anybody else, like one Valentine's day, she had gone out drinking with another one of our employees and they both didn't show up to open. So there I am opening the store Valentine's day morning, the busiest day of the year. Like, I don't let her forget that that happened. But, like, that's, like, a normal thing. You know, she she was at my apartment multiple Saturday mornings for my keys. 
Um, and she's so incredibly smart and talented and she's like obviously not like that anymore. So she was she headed up our customer service, our HR. We have done some of the coolest things together, like the opening of the Kardashians like store dash like she's in the episode of keeping oh really behind the cupcakes (laughs) with like kanye west i i think like recognizing when you have incredible people on your team and just like giving them opportunities to grow with the company and again like you know at the time that she started we couldn't keep up with the demand and so that was the right place at the right time for her and she she recognized the opportunity and i give her even more credit that I give Baked by Melissa. She definitely went through challenging times, as did I, as does everybody. And she always responded in a way that was admirable. And even during my most challenging times, she's the person I go to. And I'm just so lucky to like have her. And now, like I oversee the brand and she really oversees like all the creative and marketing. But like I just trust her and because we know the brand the same, if that makes sense. So you've been running this business for 11 years. Looking back at the 11 years, was there a particular year would you that you would say was the most challenging where you even had thoughts of giving up? Hmm. Yeah. Which year? I think there were, there were multiple cha- – like I can't say it was a year specifically, but I definitely think the transitional year – like Brian not being CEO and Seth coming in as CEO, that's when you have to kind of just have faith. And I think that's where my true colors show the most. You like, everybody responds differently to the things that happen to you. And I happen to be an incredibly positive person. Most of the time, I can take positive from anything. So I'm very proud of the way I handled myself through that transition. And I really trusted that it would work. And I actually think that's a part of why it did. Why did that happen? Did your brother just want to move on to do something else? Yeah, he's an entrepreneur. Yeah, like he, so he was like, ready to go. He had by humankind like coming yeah. out of his veins. Yeah. Um, and how did you find Seth? Through like a mutual friend of our investor, actually. He was the first and only person I interviewed. Oh. We interviewed What was his background before? He was the CEO of Everlast Worldwide, the boxing oh, company. Wow. He um, was COO at Models Sporting Goods, and um, I think he had other brand experience as well. He has the same core of every challenge is an opportunity to learn mm-hmm. and grow. Um, you can do anything. He can find positive in anything. Uh, every challenge, I learned very quickly that, like, what his tells are, like when he was feeling a little challenged but didn't want the rest of the team to know. But he would always say, that's great. You know, like he would come out of the challenge being <laughs> that's like, that's great. awesome. <laughs> like, I got it. I've learned a tremendous amount from him. What would you say you're most proud of to date? Giving people the opportunity to love what they do. We have the best team. How big is your team now? We have... 200 to 250 employees, depending on the time of year. So we're going into our busiest time of year, and therefore we ramp up in the stores and in the bakery. And how many locations are you now? We have 14 retail locations, but we have an incredible e-commerce business. And 2019 will be the first year that e-commerce revenue is more than retail, both growing year over year. But e-commerce is up like 40% year over year. 
That's incredible. It's well, incredible. What would you say has led to the success of that? Is it, has social media a big part of it? Focus. Yep. Focus. My R, incredible team of people. I think like Seth is so incredibly smart. His experience is different than any experience we had in the company prior. And so he was able to come in as this smart, experienced human being and look at the company through a different set of eyes and make some really interesting observations that like I could have never seen. And being able to respond to those, you know, that takes like no ego or like humility, they say. What was one of his recommendations right when he came in? Like sometimes he would say we're talking to ourselves because we're so close to the product. Like we weren't talking about it in a way that somebody who had never seen it before would understand it. He likes to put me out there more. Like, people love Melissa and my story, which is, like, humbling. But I know that. He's just very empowering to the team. He built out a couple of departments within the company that didn't exist before. So we have a digital marketing team in-house. We have a new B2B team, not new anymore, but like a sales team. And and it's a white glove service. So corporate gifting is a big part of our business. We are the perfect gift. If you need to send holiday gifts to your clients or like all of your dentists and kids, like teachers and stuff, Big Bemos is the perfect gift. Like our product speaks for itself. We know through a survey that we deploy to our customers that 75% of the people who purchase our products are hearing about us from a friend, not from an ad, like just because our product speaks for itself. We also know that two thirds of the orders that we ship are gifts. So that means there are people who are sending them to people who have never experienced Baked by Melissa before. How cool is that? And then they're receiving this incredibly like thoughtful, like this gift, like it, it triggers an emotion. It makes people happy and they share it. Are they sharing it on social media? They're sharing it on social media. They're sharing it with their family and their friends. They're talking about it. They're going to our website, our beautiful, colorful, happy website that uh, is extremely easy and convenient to use. You can order cupcakes. You could pick your arrival date anywhere in the country. You could get them delivered locally in Manhattan. You could pick up at any one of our store locations. We're focusing so much on our customer and the experience they have with us. Everything I do from a product perspective is is coming from my customer. My customer wanted vegan. That's why I created vegan. And you know what? As soon as I created vegan, I heard what they want next, and I'm on it. I hear you, and I'm working what on it. What is it? it? Um, I can't tell you. <laughs> when is it coming out? Spring. I mean, All right, tell us when we yeah. um, But you're going to love it. Yeah. And I mean, I could, but I just haven't, so, you know. But, like, even the flavors, the the way I, you know, like, everything is so smart and strategic. Like, the flavors I chose for vegan is because, well, some people can't have our cupcakes and want them so badly. So they need to have the quintessential, like, cookie dough flavor. But then there should be other new flavors that will get somebody who's not vegan to try the vegan and see how great the vegan is. But also just use it as, like, another flavor of Baked by Melissa because that's a great opportunity. And then, like, all of, like, I know that people eat with their eyes and their taste buds or whatever. So it has to look just as good as it tastes. Sometimes I'll add rainbow sprinkles to a flavor just because it has to look pretty or a drizzle or an Oreo cookie. Do you ever take a moment just to sit back and say, wow, I did all this. I have 200 plus people who are working for my company 
We've been in the press everywhere. People love our cupcakes. Like, I did this. I cannot imagine the way somebody who's not me perceives me. There's always something I can be doing better. We can be doing better. And also I, I think, like, I'm always working on being better, learning, growing, and, like, baked by Melissa, too. Like, what's next? What is next? My goal is for everyone to try Baked by Melissa, increase trial of our product. The more people we can get to experience, the better it is for our company because it's an incredible product and the best gift you could possibly give. Um, we're focusing very heavily on our e-commerce and the experience you have when you go to bakedbymelissa.com, our stores and understanding who our store customer is. We're really working on our triggered emails and newsletters and making sure we're giving our like segments of customers the right messaging. And we're integrating me and personal messages from Melissa into them. And we see that they love it. And so now like my goal, I was, I'm very persistent. So like, you know, being able to speak to our retail customers the same way is a very big goal that we have. And I think we made a really great breakthrough this week. And how fun is that? And and so really just like giving our customers the best experience we possibly can is what is going to get them to come back and use Bake by Melissa every time they need a gift. We have incredible gift boxes that are always changing. They're so colorful. They literally make me happy when I look Do at them. Do you design them? Um, I have an incredible, we have an incredible creative team. They're incredible. We actually like are, we're looking to add to the team because they do an insane amount of work for every department within the organization. And it's so hard to find somebody who they are amazing. Yeah. You do everything in house, no agencies. We do. We like outsource when necessary, but for the most part, we do everything in house. Um, and I'm very involved in the hiring process. Which is so fun. Um, but <laughs> but really, like, our team, like, our team. Are you the final interview before someone gets hired? When they're when... working with me. Yeah. Do you have go-to interview questions that you always ask? I do. Um, like, what would your friends say about you? But really, I'm looking for a certain mindset and attitude, something that's, like, very positive and open-minded. And somebody who wants to get shit done, that's our number one core value is that we get shit done. Like, I'm the type of person that if I have, like – seven things to do in 20 minutes and like three of them are going to take five each those are done they're not even on the list and i think that's like a work ethic that's necessary to be part of a growing company like how do ours you test for that if they're a get shit done and how do you tell if someone is definitely a positive person or they're just pretending to be in an interview with you i think one of my superpowers is feeling people's energy yeah. sometimes i'm wrong of course but, like, I also have learned in 11 years to trust my gut. Yeah. And so that has been very helpful. And sometimes I'm wrong, of course, but a lot of the times I'm right. And our people, like, I spend more time with our team than my husband and my children. Like, they're my best friends. Like, <laughs> they are. And I tell them that. Like, it's fine. Whatever. No shame. We're all working towards the same goals. We're so lucky. Up next, how Melissa stays energized and a great sales tactic, plus a surprise. You can connect with us at socialflyny.com and follow us on Instagram at entrepreneistas. Check out all our latest episodes at entrepreneistapodcast.com. So Melissa, you essentially grew up 
in your business. You were 24 when you first started. You met your husband, got married, had two children. So much has happened for you over the past 10 years. I don't know if balance is the right word because people say to me, how do you balance working now and having a kid? Because I don't know if that exists. But how have you managed starting a family and still running your company? Any keys to success, secrets we should know about, advice? I have an incredible husband who I also want to kill a lot of the time, which is probably normal. It is normal. He's very helpful. We just figured out how to make it work. I actually think when our first child was born, it was like probably the most challenging because like you have two people who have different backgrounds and experiences and now we're like sharing a job. So like learning to navigate that and what each of us felt most passionately about and compromising was very important. And I definitely just, I've learned like the same way I've learned and grown with Big Bad Melissa, I've learned and grown as a parent. Oh my gosh, tremendously. My experience with my first child versus my second is night and day because I have so much more confidence that I've earned through my experience. Balance. I don't know if I don't like I'm not a fan of that word. I don't know what it means. But for me, I see um, the definition of success is having the opportunity to work hard towards something that you love. And I have the opportunity to work hard towards my family and baked by Melissa, my tie dye family. And so I just appreciate that tremendously. What keeps you motivated? You're 10 plus years in and you're so excited, so passionate, which is incredible to be around. I could talk to you for hours like Stephanie like was feeling saying. feeling your energy. I, I love your positivity. I'm all about How do you positivity. stay so energized and so, so positive? I think like my values were instilled in me by my parents, yeah. my dad and my mom. Uh, they're different and I'm so lucky. Like, my job isn't always easy. I There are challenges, as I'm sure you know, as a new parent, like, with that. And there are challenges with Baked by Melissa. But I'm still so lucky. Like, everybody has their shit. Yep. Um, and I choose to focus on what's good, which is not always the easiest way to go. But that's what makes me different. And I think that's what makes, you know, like, it's hard to do. But it's the best. Are your kids obsessed with cupcakes? <laughs> no. They love them. But, like, I gave my three-and-a-half-year-old a, a cupcake in her lunch box yesterday, and she didn't eat it. Oh, my goodness. What the <laughs> F? <laughs> I know. But she loves, she loves cupcakes, and she lo- – like, my younger one is, like, a garbage disposal. So she'll just, like, eat whatever. And, so, yeah, she loves the cupcakes, too. They're very cute. And I love watching my little babies eat my little babies. Do you want to be doing this for for, for the rest of your days? <laughs> I do. You know, I think that I'm very capable and I can do anything, but I don't see myself doing anything else right now. And the more I learn about business and, you know, raising money and all of these things, like, I just want to do what's in the best interest of Bake by Melissa. I want to grow the company in a way that's sustainable and will keep us healthy and on a continued path of growth for a very long time to come. And everyone has a different out plan when they create a business. Mm-hmm. And so I think because it bears my name, yeah, it's going to get even more love and attention. And where do you want to see the business in 10 years? 
what year is that? Twenty almost twenty thirty. Twenty thirty. Baked by Melissa is a uh, hundred million cupcakes a year is our goal. It's very important to be focused on this like yeah. one goal, like what will get us to a hundred million cupcakes in a year. That's it. And what that means is for everyone to know that Baked by Melissa is the best gift ever, whether it's thank you for watering my plants or happy birthday or I'm so sorry. I send Baked by Melissa, like as terrible as it sounds, like as a condolence, like I don't know what to say or how to do, but like I always send Baked by Melissa. I always like... I write the same card. I've even asked that we, like, use this, like, card on our site as, like, suggested copy because I think it's sometimes you just don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And, like, even then, Baked by Melissa is just, like, the perfect something. Puts a smile on someone's face, yeah. a guaranteed smile. Exactly. We make people When you happy. get it, it's beautiful. And then when you eat it, it's delicious. Yes. Because <laughs> someone actually sent a box of cupcakes to our office the other day as a sales tactic. We never met this person. She messaged us on LinkedIn. She said, did you get the cupcakes? And we're like, yeah, we did. And then I clicked on her presentation. and So Big by Melissa <laughs> has a 30% higher ROI for sales people than other gifts. And we heard that from... One of our corporate clients who uses us, like she goes, it's it's the it's how I get my new clients. It's I good sales strategy. Your sales team focus on LinkedIn targeting salespeople. To already doing. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of surprising and delighting uh, uh, customers, uh, we have a surprise for you, which is right down by your bag over there to your left. It's your entrepreneurista <gasps> bag. Thank so oh some special goodness. treats in How there for your kids, fun. too. Amazing. I'm going to be the hero. There you go. <laughs> A whole sticker pad. There you go. <laughs> Scotty's going to lose her S-H-I-T. Oh, my gosh. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for joining us. So what do you what do you do for fun when you're not working? Yoga. Yoga. I threw out my back in May. My husband has always been telling me I should do yoga. And when I couldn't move, he's like, just go. Go to one yoga class. And um, where do you go? It transforms my mind. Like it's 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 better for my mind than anything, but like it helped my body too. In Hoboken? Um, I go to Asana Soul in Hoboken. I was there this morning. And what about favorite New York City restaurants? Hillstone and Sushi Seki. Oh, that's we ours. Love <laughs> we love Hillstone. What spinach you get? What's your order? Grilled chicken salad. Mm. Spinach yeah. Yeah. Dip. Yeah. Love the California roll. The Sunday is the so good. Yes, I live for that that's Sunday. Like, yeah. I literally just eat the hot, the hot fudge. fudge. Yep. Um, <laughs> obviously, yeah. What else? Ugh, I just, I love the burger. Burger is so good. The coleslaw. The prime rib. The, the, the yeah. my husband is, is obsessed it's with the so prime good. rib. It's so good. It's the ribs. So good. I could literally like. I do you go to the day. the twenty park app. Park app. Okay. Twenty seventh. Yeah, I think that one tastes better. There's than the different. 50s. I'm telling you, they're there different. They're very different. Of time at Big by Melissa, where like I was there multiple times a week. Like my our like friends like would be it's like the up best, the and it's in like most states. Yeah, you can always so find good. whatever it's called in that state. Right. It's, so it's usually really good. So agree with you there. <laughs> Is there anything that you wish you knew that you know now that you wish you knew when you were first starting the business? You'd go back and tell your 24-year-old self. that I, Don't throw that phone. <laughs> you're the best. Like that's what I would tell myself. I, I think we that. should all love ourselves yeah. and I think I can do anything. 
And I wish I knew how strong and capable I was. I am. You just gave me the chills. Yeah. So true. And then if you could give the entrepreneurista audience one essential work-life balance tip, what would it be? Without the word balance. <laughs> Get shit done. Yep. And then lastly, what does being an entrepreneurista mean to you? Having the responsibility to lead by example and That's always great. be my best self. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Where can everyone find you, follow you, and of course, buy your delicious cupcakes for themselves and also their friends, family, and sales prospects? <laughs> you could do all of that at bakedbymelissa.com. Um, if you go to bakedbymelissa.com and enter the code entrepreneurista, you can get your 10% off your next Baked by Melissa order. Ooh, thank you. 10% off, guys. It's totally worth it. I'm yes. going to go in for seconds and thirds and fourths and fifths right now. We also offer free in-store pickup. You could also get in touch with somebody on our corporate gifting team through our site, and they are your white glove service if you're looking for corporate gifting or larger orders. And then, of course, you could follow Baked by Melissa on Instagram and Melissa Benishai if you like small children and cupcakes and food. It's a nice behind-the-scenes look. Thank you so much for being here, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Courtney. And this is the best business meeting we've ever had. Thanks for listening. Hey, entrepreneurs, it's Steph here. Do you want to experience what it's like to be part of our Entrepreneurs League community of founders? Now is your chance. New member open enrollment begins on June 10th, and so does our Experience Week. I really want you to have the opportunity to experience what it's like to be part of the most supportive community that will be here to support you at all stages of your business journey during our Experience Week. This will be a five-day virtual event series, and it starts on Monday, June 10th through Friday, June 14th. You're going to get access to live networking and learning events, business growth strategies, as well as office hours with Kim Corral, who is a CEO and serial entrepreneurista, as well as a prominent angel investor. You will also get access to a session on how to win grants with Kat Weaver and Katie Dunn, founders of Power to Pitch. Plus, our mentor, Carrie Kirpin, will be teaching a session all about how to build a profitable business that can sell for more money. And of course, I'll be hosting two info and networking sessions where you can really get an inside look at all of the exclusive benefits and resources that are offered only inside of our Entrepreneurial League community. Plus, you'll have the chance to meet and build relationships with current members. You can register today for Experience Week over at entrepreneurista.com forward slash experience week. That's entrepreneurista.com forward slash experience week to join us for a week of free virtual events. I cannot wait to meet you and be part of your business journey.